What's in the queue? 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 That's what we'll call it. Reading. Yes. Uh huh. Studying. Yes. 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 Trying to remember, are we on real time now or fake time now? We're on fake time now. I mean, technically, time is an illusion. And as Douglas Adams once wrote, lunchtime doubly so. Uh, no, we, we, are, we are under the effects of the ending of daylight saving time. Saving time? I don't, saving time? I don't know. Yeah. We fell back an hour today. So technically we got an extra hour of sleep last night? False. (laughs) Because I got to literally watch myself go back in time at work. Oh. Yes. As much as I would love to go back in time. Yeah. It's not fun when you're working. What if you shared it and and you turn back time? Um, and then this thing happened. Well, first, uh, you know, one of my coworkers at original one twenty in the morning was like, "Oh, we only got like ten minutes left," and I was oh, like, "Hey, honey. honey, child, time change doesn't happen till." two so when we still gotta go all the one. way to two and then we gotta go back to one and then we still got a half hour and she was like oh and i was like yeah now normally i take great delight in crushing people's dreams yeah did you take any delight in that or did you also just suffer the effects of the realization of ew yeah i was just i was a big ball of angry from about 12 o'clock on because I was like I mean literally that whole day yeah like it took forever to get to five o'clock yeah I was like sweet baby Jesus I'm going 12 hours and going back in time this ain't fun no this ain't fun so technically did you guys do no we did 12 hours you just did straight 12 yeah okay yeah, everybody was like, oh, oh so you're they're going to get 13 hours. Yeah. I was like, they can't. Yeah. They can't. They, yeah. They can try, they, they but could, I'm leaving at 12 hours. They could try. And I did notice the amount of bosses that didn't know what time we were leaving. Oh, shocker. <laughs> and I chuckled. And then this other delightful thing happened um, at real one whatever it was like at 110 the bell rang and it didn't stop ringing it just was a tone uh, no for 20 minutes no. <laughs> <laughs> and like literally two minutes into it i was like screaming (laughs) I was like this is how people snap and kill everybody in their workplace to my boss Uh I looked right at him direct eye contact much like you're giving me right now and he was like yeah we're done we can you know we can't clock out till but you can I was like uh huh (laughs) okay 
I, I chose to stand outside in the cold because the sound was less. very less. Yeah. Uh, that that reminds me of the day where your side of the factory yeah. had a fire drill. Yeah. Our side of the factory did not. Yeah. And yet the alarms went off everywhere. Yes. Uh, so we had to continue building the product that, that we build while the fire alarms were going off. Do you know since I've been over there... <laughs> We have not conducted any fire drills. Good. And I get to hear y'all's fire drills. Good. Okay. And take shelter. Oh. And the, the, the speaker thing is... Do you have one above your workstation too? Yes. Now, I will say the job that I'm on now, yeah. the, the speaker is two stories up in the air. Yes. As opposed to my last job where it was yeah three feet above me. Yeah. So that's much better. It's an improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Um... On a positive note, oh. my son is now famous, um, Bruce Wayne. You're a fur baby. Yes. Um, the adorable hoodie that I got him that people gave me shit for, don't care, because he looks fucking amazing in it. Um, the company which makes said hoodies posted him, tagged us in it. I was like, oh, oh my snap, my baby boy is famous. Uh, why don't you throw out Bruce Wayne's uh, Instagram it's, for, uh, for our friends here? It's uh, Bruce Wayne L. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm go, pretty sure that's what it is. Go follow him on Instagram. Um, And the company is Snorf Industries. And I, I was like, I I'm like, buying it just because of the name. I feel like you can't just say snorf. You have to be like, snorf. Snorf <laughs> Industries. Uh, they're American made if you care about that sort of thing. Um, oh, nice. And they're super soft and cozy. I will say a little on the pricey side for such a small amount of fabric. But. But. Quality American, counts. Americans get paid. Americans get paid. <laughs> And they probably get laid. And <laughs> Bruce looks adorbs. Yeah, this is um, true. I can confirm. So, love ya. Snork <laughs> Industries. Um, you're not going to hear this, but if you do, no, fine. feel free. We'll keep advertising for you if you keep sending me your very expensive hoodies. Yeah. And hats. And coats. And boots. I don't know what else they make. Send me all those things. Please. Thank you. <laughs> Anything else fun and wonderful happen in your life? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, mom decided to wait three days uh, before uh, really telling anyone that um, her foot was swelling up because she had stepped on an earring. Uh, she texted me Thursday morning and was like, "Hey, I stepped on one of one of Cassie's earrings. Uh, I, I put it on the the counter for you." Cut to Friday. And then, you know, my foot hurts a little bit. Cut to Saturday. Yeah, my foot really, really hurts, and uh, I'm not feeling good, and yeah, I passed out. What? Cut to this morning, her foot's like the size of a baked potato. And it's like, like a McAllister's baked potato. No. Like, like a big, big potato. So I had to take her to the walk-in clinic at like 8.30 this morning to get her a giant uh, shot of antibiotic, and now she's resting. And I want to smack the shit out of her because we could have taken care of this Friday yeah. when it wasn't the size of a baked potato. I, 
I will say in her defense, I have stepped on an earring. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. did hurt for a few days. It did. Um, but that, mine did not swell up like a baked potato. Yeah. Mine was like, it was in. It went in, in and you butt. can and you can definitely see where the earring went in oh. to her toe. And I just I love her so much. I want to smack her. Yeah. 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 Grown ups. They don't listen. There is a point when your adult parents become teenagers again. Yeah. Or less. I or mean, less, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Kind of like when uh, the male species get sick. Yeah. Segway into this week's documentary. Oh, wait. What are we? We're What's in the Queue? With Krishana and Emily. Sitting in the closet. Jenks. Pinch poke, you owe me a Coke. But I don't really want one because I don't really like Coke. That's fine. Cassie plays the role where if you win Jinx, the other person can't talk. Ooh. Which I'm really glad you didn't subscribe to that version of the game. Because <laughs> this podcast would be real short. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> I could just make up all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> um, This week, we are going to talk about... Feminist. What were they thinking? That's a 2018 documentary from director, uh, I believe she pronounces it Joanna, but it could also be Johanna uh, Dimitrakis. And if I butchered her name, I apologize. Chances are good. You nailed it. I'm the one that messes up names. Oh, is that the dynamic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, revisiting the 1970s photos of women that captured a feminist awakening this film explores those women's lives and examines the continued need for change and that book is emergence by cynthia adams um, and it was portraits from 1974 through 1977 in the second wave of feminism yes the first wave being the suffragettes Mm -hmm. that originally got white women to vote um, what was my introduction to the suffragettes? Mary Poppins, obviously. Thank you. Obviously. Thank you. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, no, um, I I know I texted you this earlier. I looked up the uh, the book by Cynthia McAdams, yeah. uh, Emergence. Uh, they have a couple copies available on Amazon, uh, like new, for about $1,100. Uh, I did check our public library. Yeah. They, they don't have a copy of it. Mm, sounds I would, about right. <laughs> I would love to get my hands on it though, and just like yeah. even just like rent it from the library, but yeah. just look through it and really look at all the pictures because even though this documentary does a beautiful job of presenting this book to you, like I want my hands on it. Yeah, and I love pictures like from the 60s and 70s like Mm -hmm. I just it's such a unique time like fashion and what was happening and it's just a really cool era to see in pictures especially in black and white I there's just something about black and white photos that I just love so much I have uh, Linda McCartney's um, one of her books that I got oh like 20 years ago almost um and it's just like some of her most famous pictures and they're just all so beautiful and I like to just flip through it from time to time there was like an exhibition downtown of all of her work and everything so I picked that up but just 
Okay. There's a lot from the 70s. Yeah. 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 Everything, a lot of Paul McCartney in there. Everything was uh, weird. I know. Weird. <laughs> uh, every, everything was, like, crunchy. Yeah. You know? Like, even, even clean-cut stuff just seemed, I don't know, it's just like a, a crunchy film over everything yeah. during that time. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love old stuff. Um, I, I could watch this documentary over and over Seriously? and yes because like the first time watching it like I'm at work watching it I'm like tearing up and then I'm like yeah I'm like I'm leaving work right now and I'm going to march somewhere I'm going I want to be there I want to be in it I want to smell it I want to taste it I want to touch it I want to grab it and punch it in the face I love it really yes I struggled to watch this documentary a second time <sighs> I struggled to take notes uh, my note, the notes are scattered and usually one sentence about a particular, oh, I skipped this page. Uh, usually like uh, one sentence or two about a particular story. I didn't, I didn't write down the entire story that the yeah. woman were, the, that the woman were telling, but it was, um, just like stream of conscious, uh, like keywords for the yeah. story to help remember the story and stuff like that. Um, no, I was very depressed after watching this documentary. Yeah. I, I'm, I totally I, understand yeah. what you're saying because yeah, there is that too. Cause then you're just like, yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I'm already, I already suffer from the depression of looking at history and seeing history, mm -hmm. not repeating, but rhyming as, as yeah. the cliche goes. And I'm all, I'm frustrated enough that we're making the same mistakes that Rome made in uh, late third century. Right. But to realize that it, it, it's it's even more depressing to realize that we didn't learn our lessons from 40 years ago. Right. And we didn't learn our lessons from what 50 years before that. Yeah. I just we. I'm in a very sad state. I'm in a very. I'm lacking a lot of hope right now that anything will ever get better for everyone. Yes, I see that. And I'm with you on that. Um, I just got like, I felt their energy. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. You I know? hope, I hope other people do. Yeah. And I hope it's not all a bunch of people like me who are like, well, fuck it. It's all lost. And it's very, very easy to feel that way because like you said, it's like, we're literally having the same marches and fights and discussions and all this crap that was the same as then. Like, we're like yeah. going back in time. Not in a good way. No. Not in a good way. No. But the more, I feel like the more we have those talks and keep that fire. And that was what I took yeah. from it is keep that fire get with those people be a part of that and uh even like um oh hold on because so oh, there's, many there's names. so many women in this in this documentary and they are all fantastic the one that wrote the book and she ended up in um the middle east and she was like oh you are looking for phyllis chesler thank you um uh, Phyllis Chesler was talking about her book and, um, 
in the context of women's mental health and women in madness yes. was that book which yes. that's another one i'm going to go check out yeah. in the library um how it you know she she received all this positive letters and and people coming up to her and all this stuff and she said now it may have changed um the that particular industry maybe by 10 to 15%, which is nowhere near what we want. Yeah. But she still felt good. Like I did I got that. do something. I got that. Yeah. I made it a little better. Yeah. Um, and, well, the, and it is a lot of stories like that overall. Oh like gosh, you really so listen stories. to them. It is all these little stories and these little moments and, all these women that are talking in this documentary about their moments of when they were like, I'm a feminist. They're aha moments. And I'm done taking this and I'm done being this way and being told I should be this way. And it's beautiful. And that's what, that's what I fed. I was like, yes, feed me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, cause like, I mean, I, I, I can't speak for all women, but I feel like, a lot of us have had that moment of Jesus fucking Christ. I got to work twice as hard mm-hmm. for half the respect and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm all of these women took that feeling and did something about it, which was very inspiring to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, and I and I learned some things What'd you in learn? this doc. Um, I, hey, maybe people are going to yell at me or, or slam their hands to their face. Don't throw your phone. I didn't even know what the ERA was. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't either. I had to Google it. Um, and I, I was figured like, it out via context clues. Yeah. And then I went and looked up more of it later. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and um, I never looked at Jane Fonda as an activist. I didn't know her that way. Oh, sure. But then I was like, well, duh, 95, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it, because I didn't look at her in that context, I never saw her that way. Yeah. Um, But now that I know, like, and thinking back through different things that I have seen of her, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, duh, duh. Um, And so basically what the stock does is it's interviewing the women um that were in this book all these photographs um and kind of where they were at that moment um a little bit about their past um and you know uh, then some newer people this generation um of women and their struggles and you know things that they're working on now or things that they've you know witnessed themselves Mm -hmm. um and it's a lot. I mean, it is one that is hard to, like, take notes and go, okay, at the beginning it was like this, and then we go through. It's not really a story in that context for us right, to right, take right. notes and talk about. Um, but um, Cynthia Adams said, you know, she thought women looked different because of feminism in the 70s, and she wanted to capture a moment when women felt free to be who they were. Not afraid to be themselves. Yeah. was a phrase that really struck me. Yeah. Um, And like Jane Fonda, for example, you know, she talked about um, she thought being a girl was like the end of your life, you know, and if you were going to be successful um, or, you know, 
strong any power. or powerful, yeah. any of that. You needed to be a boy. Um, and then uh, talking about that, you know, being a woman meant you had to stuff your anger and stuff your feelings and to be a good girl and how that implied to her that you were bad. Girls were bad and you had to be a good girl. Right. Inherently, you were not good. You yeah. had to strive to be good. Freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and it's woman after woman talking about their moments. Um, like Judy Chicago, she's a artist and, you know, going through college and stuff, you know, she was trying to be like, Hey, I, I got the answer. I have this question or whatever. And she wasn't getting called on. There was no women professors, like all these different things. And she knew that it was because she was a woman. Um, and, um, Phyllis Chesler, again, you know, she was a professor at one time and, um, she was also a mother and she was literally asking, you know, Hey, can I change the time for one of my classes? Because that's when I'm tired because of the kids or whatever. I think she was pregnant at the time too. Yeah. Um, and she was basically told either you want to be a professor or you want to be a mother. Yeah. They would not never in a million thousand years ever say that to a dude. No. 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 I got, I got a thousand and two stories from the army about having those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Were you still in the military when you were pregnant? Mm Mm-hmm. Do tell. Uh, no, no. Pregnancy, well, especially in the field I was in, because we were truck drivers, they were Mm -hmm. like, maybe we don't want you around diesel exhaust. And I'm like... Thanks. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, let's. Uh, there are plenty of other jobs for me to do. Let's let's do that. Yeah. So like you know that was easy enough to arrange. But when I was when I was um, when my contract was up at the end and I was a bitter old hag of like I don't know thirty or some, thirty one or something, um, they asked me, um, "Well, are you sure you don't want to stay in? What does your husband think about this?" And at the time I was going through a divorce. So I'm mm-hmm. currently I don't have one. Yeah. So, do you ask all the guys what their wives think? Yeah. And I didn't really get an answer out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can I ask you, was it kind of a thing, even, like, entering in and throughout, where they were kind of basically like, don't get pregnant? No. Or, no, like, was um, that a thing? It's, it's, it's nothing so overt. Mm-hmm. I got that more from when I was working at uh, Von Mar at, at this one department store. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, in the army, it, it, you have to end up making the choice for your future and your life. Mm -hmm. Are you going to be a mom or are you going to be in the army? Because you can't be a good mom and a good soldier. Mm. You are either a good mom and a bad soldier or a good soldier and a bad mom. And I couldn't keep making that choice. Right. Right. So I got out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm currently this right now. Yeah. Um, I have a retirement level job. My job is mm-hmm. great and it's not hard on my body and it's in the most prime real estate in all of our area mm-hmm. and I'm leaving it mm-hmm. and I'm going to uh, take your glasses off, throw them on the desk. You're going where? Why? Yeah. And then I literally got the, your kids, they don't care. Uh, Actually, they do. They kind of do. 
actually they do miss me and I've already missed eight years of their life (laughs) because of this place. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and, and, and them asking us to work a day in which we were supposed to have off. Mm -hmm. I got the, well, I'm not sure because of my kids and I get the stare down. Yeah. You'll see them. Well, when When? am I going to see them? When? When they're asleep? Yeah. We, we could go on and on yeah. about this. Because uh, I know women who, who try to breastfeed in the factory have yeah. been having... There's, there's, I've heard a couple stories about women catching grief for Big time. asking to breastfeed on their breaks yeah. and lunch half hours. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, again, nothing fucking changes. This is why I'm... Mm-hmm. This is why this documentary depressed me. I... It's just... I, I fear for people talking to me after watching this documentary. Have you have you not been called a feminazi? Uh, not yet. Just, you know, my mood determines the mood of everyone else. Okay, because I definitely got called uh, an internet feminist at work one day. Cool. Yeah. Did you say thank you? I did, actually. <laughs> well, because I had thanked him for mansplaining something to me. Yes. And he goes, oh, wow, you are an internet feminist. And I said, thank you, I am. The whole conversation had started because he was complaining about how there's no television marketed to white guys. <laughs> <laughs> Check your privilege. <laughs> well, because he's like, well, there's black entertainment television, and then there's like there's like HGTV for women, and there's like Telemundo. And I'm like, okay, so that just leaves ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, um, Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, MTV, VH1, CMT, Spike TV. And I just like was listing off the rest of the channels. And I'm like, if it's, if it's not specifically labeled otherwise, it's marketed to white males age 18 to 54. Like, that's just, you are the demographic. <sighs> that's ridiculous. It's just... Mm. I didn't want to turn this episode into me complaining about men no. episode, but no. I'm going to end up well, complaining uh, okay. about Well, okay, and, and this is, I I want this clear. It's not, to me, being a feminist mm-hmm. or caring about women's rights does not equate hating men. No, I can hate men on my own time. Yes, I choose to hate people on a case-by-case basis. Feminism, um, as I once saw on a t-shirt, is the radical notion that women are people. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, And that is one thing that I will say 98% of this doc did a good job. It wasn't man-hating. No. Because that's the quickest way to get people to go... She's just a bitter. She's just a feminist. She must have got hurt by a man. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it when people do that. No. No, because it's not about that. No, because even though I personally want a new mascara, (laughs) it is not about that. Like it's not the rest of the world is not like that. It's just me. I'm just the weird little one sitting in the corner. (laughs) No, and I love. I did not write her name down, um, but the lady was talking about you know when a guy would say something to her that was um offensive or Celine Kuklewski. Yes, thank you. Um how her immediate response is to laugh it off. Oh ha 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 <laughs> I've literally done that yeah ninety nine percent of the time. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's only within the last couple years that I've started calling mm-hmm. people out for it. Yeah. 
I think it's something about like our age and yes, um, you know, we are mothers of daughters, mm-hmm. and I it, it I liked to listening to them talk about their parents, um, and a lot of them had mothers that were more on the feminist side, whether they realized they were or not. Yes, um, and so that made me go in my brain. I really need to be conscious of that and I've talked about it before like when I went purple and I was feeling and then I'm like no it's that same kind of thing like just be who you are love who you love do whatever the crap you want to do as long as you're not hurting somebody else yeah and uh, I had this discussion today about how if everybody was just a good person mm-hmm. there there wouldn't be feminists there wouldn't be it wouldn't be any of that because you, yeah, people would just go it. oh you're human well that's wrong to pay you less just because you have boobs yeah and that's wrong to charge you, know? you more for ra- for pink razors to <laughs> right. shave your pussy like right no. right yeah. just so whether you want to be a feminist or not it's about being a good person and doing what's right um and but would, this would you, would you cause say it's about not being a dick. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't be one. Don't do it. Um, and then there was also this talk too um, of the separatism within the women's movement. Oh um, yes, which we saw um, when we were talking about uh, Marsha P. Johnson. Yes, um, and the beginnings of the LGBTQ community. And how at first, you know, trans women weren't accepted or trans men yeah, and tra- women. Yeah, trans people were not um, accepted into the LG, LGBTQ community. But the, the, the T wasn't allowed in. Yeah. Um, and so you, there was the same kind of thing happening um, with the women's movement um, for minority women, um, African American women. Um, and they, they felt that on both sides, if you were for black rights, um, and going through that movement, if you were to say that you were a feminist, you were like, well, wait, you can't, you can't be you can't, both. Don't go lump in with those white women. Cause they're going to sell you out. Right. Every time. Right. Yeah. Um, um, and then them trying to speak, um, about some specific issues to minorities and black women, um, specifically talking about them being sterilized by force, um, which, which happened to white women as well, but disproportionately it happened to minority women, women of color. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really like that minority term. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the, the, it's we're, the we're, conscious we're, term to say, I, yeah, well, I don't, that's, that's one of those things that we got to work on. Yeah. I like, don't, I don't really like that because it's going it's, out of fashion. It's not. <laughs> well, okay. Okay. People there, that do not have. <laughs> I wish, I wish I could remember the comedian that said this joke, but, uh, he said, uh, white people are the only people who could be. The only white person in the room mm-hmm. and say, oh, look at all these minorities. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. That, that, and that's, that's, we got to get away from and that. And it's a falsity. I it mean, is. it's, it's yeah. so false to think that, uh, white people are the majority exactly. in this country. That is false. Exactly. It is false. So <laughs> let, let's, let's, 
we'll, we will what work I, ourselves yes. on things. Women of color, communities of color, yes, people of color, yes, yes. That's what we'll yes. We will. I I one hundred percent agree. If that if me saying minority is offensive, hey, we do. We just learn, learn and grow. We I don't mean it in an offensive way. We just learn yeah. a lesson. Yeah. There we the go. more you know. Um, yeah, so, um, Mar- so, Margaret, and then kind of being Margaret shut Prescott down. Prescott was the one that yes. was talking about that. She was able to speak at the 1977 Year of the Woman convention down in Dallas. Yeah. Um, and and, sh- and sh- that was her topic that she wanted to bring to the table, the forced sterilization of women of color who go in for medical procedures yes. and come out without a uterus. That's a problem. That's a yeah. problem. That's a yes. problem. Um, but, you know, she was straight up told, well, hold up. We, you can't bring up that issue because then that's going to distract from the issue of us getting legal abortions. And she's like, well, why not both? Why right. can't we talk about both right. of these things? And, and, and I understand to a point if, if you're going up for a speech or whatever if you were to sit there and laundry list every single issue that you want to fight for, people just tune out. Right. So I understand to a point, but that does not mean yeah. that you just cut off a mic. You don't give yeah. a whole large group of people a voice. Exactly. Because then you're doing the thing that you're saying you're fighting against. Exactly. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that... Uh, whole women's conference was more than an hour speech. Yeah. I'm sure there yeah. was plenty plenty of, plenty of time to discuss yep. a number of major topics and that was a major topic that needed to be discussed. I want to chat about Judy Chicago's school yeah. that she made. I just realized now I didn't actually write down the uh, name of the institution that they established, but it was a women's insti- women's house or women's institute. Yeah, um, but uh, so Judy Chicago um, had got together with a couple others, and they wanted to make a place for women to to make women's art, art yeah. about women for women doing women's art things. Yeah, and like all these women had came. And paid their tuition, and there was no school. Mm-hmm. And they were all sitting in, in one of the founders' houses, and they were like, "Well, n- no, because we got to build it. Mm-hmm. We if if we want our institutions for our things, we have to build them." And that was another one of those oh mm-hmm. moments about how far we have yet to come. Yeah. Because nobody else is going to do this for us. Yeah. If we want something, we have to go do it ourselves. Yes. And we have to do it twice as better. And they did. And they sure as shit did. And they love seeing all the pictures oh, of them. So nice. Them ladies putting it down and doing it right. So good. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I come from women... Uh, mostly single mothers, um, and factory women. Mm -hmm. I come from them and I got, especially from my mom, I got a very split view. Um, I got half feminism and half need a man. 
Same. Um, because my mom was very independent and mm-hmm. she was like, you know, A, boys only want one thing from you and um, don't give yourself just, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't lose yourself in a man. You can do it. All these kind of things. And she did it. And she raised me by herself. She took in my uncle. She did it. But I also saw her being lost in men Mm -hmm. and her longing to want that companionship. Sure. Um, So I, I, you know, and, and that caused issues throughout my life of like, oh, a boy paid me attention. You're my boyfriend now. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, and so I, I work hard at that with the girls. I, I let them be little kids, you know, and how they're like, oh, this boy likes me or I like him. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, that's great. But guess what? There's a whole lot more yeah. than just that. Yeah. And you don't need that. Just that. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can have that. Yeah. But don't make yeah. that your sole goal. And I make it very clear. I don't care who you love. Yeah. As long as they treat you with respect. You gotta find somebody kind. worthy of your love. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, because you're freaking awesome. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you you're not. Oh, who, uh, Foon Malola, uh, she <laughs> told a story. Uh, what was her last mm. name? Uh, Funman Lola Fagbamila yeah. told a story about when she was like in fourth or fifth grade, one of the girls came up to her and was like, you can, you can hang out with us if you lose a little bit of weight. Right. And so she goes home and asks her mom like how to lose weight. And her mom's like, um, no, mm-hmm. like if your friends don't see you, the entirety of you and, and your worth, they're not worth your time. Yeah. And like that established a dignity in her that she was able to carry through for the rest of her life. Yeah. And I'm like, I never got that. Yeah. I never uh, well, that. and I love that, you know, it, it didn't say it in the doc, but you know, those that matter, those that mind don't matter and those that matter, matter don't, don't mind. mind. Yeah. Um, and that is one of those things that I do with the girls. And I, you know, we, we've talked about, well, you can be president you can do this. You can do that. You can whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the boys, they play the football. So if you want to play football, go, go play, play football. football. Yeah. But guess what? They are going to knock you to the ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a contact sport. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and, and, and same with people just saying mean things and all this stuff, because you have to realize, hey, there are going to be mean people mm-hmm. and you can choose to let it go. You can choose to say something, you know, there, there are all these options. It doesn't have to be, you just take it. Yeah. If it bothers you, tell them it bothers you. Yeah. And if they keep going, we'll, we'll move on from that stuff. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. It, so yes. Is it depressing that, um, we're not there? Yeah. We're yeah. not there. Um, but the more women that become conscious of it and the more men that become conscious of it and we raise our young boys to be conscious of how you treat a woman. Um, Just how you treat others. Well, others, yes. 
And I think that that is changing because, I mean, we're not still wearing a corset, bustier, the, a- all this stuff. Skirt, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, and then when you pin her skirt back, she can't run away so fast, so she'll be easier to punch in the face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do the dishes right. That um, wasn't exactly on the advertisement for that, but yeah. I but think that's pretty much what that was. Yeah. Um, we have advanced. We have moved forward. Um, we were as close as we've ever been to having a female president. Uh, I'll keep my opinions about that to myself. But it's, I mean, we will have a woman president. We will, it will happen. I mean, <laughs> did people ever think we were going to have a black president? No. And we sure as shit did. Yeah. It's going to happen. And there it's going to it's going to be exciting for that. Um, just for the it's never happened and then we gotta hope that they do a good job. Don't fuck up. Um they're going they're going to. Everybody fucks up. Everybody fucks up. Nobody does it right. I know, but that's why we keep doing it. When we fuck up, we get twice the punishment. Yes, yes. We're getting there. We are growing. We are changing. Um, our consciousness is changing. Men are learning, sometimes the hard way, that they can't do the things that they were taught that they could or they think that they can. And the more that women say, and no, and kick you in the balls if you do, um, they're going to stop. They're, you know... My husband was talking about, that's why I want to teach the girls how to defend themselves. And I said, of course, because he goes, the guy you don't mess with or the girl you don't mess with is the one that already laid somebody out. So they know that they got to think before they mess with that person. I said, right. Along those lines. I mean, because the more women that stand up to that, the more a man's going to go. Maybe I better think about what I say before I open my mouth or where I put my hands. Yeah. So, we're getting there. We're getting there. We can't be defeatists, or we won't. I know. And it's okay to take our lumps and drift off, you know, into bed for a little while, but then we get back up and put our booby hats on and <laughs> keep going. Uh. I mean... That's that's how change happens. Th- this has been this has been an interesting dynamic between the two of us tonight. Yeah, because because I'm I'm down. Normally you'd be like very loud. Yeah. Sorry for yelling. Yeah. And empowered and and I'm like and, yeah. yeah. And uh, no, normally I have the righteous fury, but I'm I'm running out of righteous fury for the year. Take a break. Yeah. And we'll come back and we'll try it. We'll try it again in 2020. Every day is a chance for change. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Who, who, okay, who was your favorite out of all of them? Oh, yee. that is really tough. Um, gosh. My, my first instinct is Lily Tomlin, just because I love Lily Tomlin. She is a delight. But and her her joke about um, a man walks up to four women sitting in a bar and says, "Gosh, why are you here alone?" <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking man thing. To yes, 
Um, <laughs> I, I really, I, I loved hearing from all of them. Um, they all, I took a little bit from each of them and they're like all up in my hearts now. And, um, I love learning about these women that I didn't know existed. Yeah. Um, you know, so I love them all. They're all cool. Um, I loved all their outfits and their funkiness because they still got that funk. Yeah. Like, they still got that 60s crunch on them. Yeah. All, all of them do. And I hope I have that crunch. See, but we came up in the early 2000s with clean cut digital and like. No, I just mean like I love seeing middle aged or past middle aged women that have vibrant colors in their hair oh, and they have yeah, funky yeah, yeah. like just that I this is who I am. I love finding weird pieces that shouldn't go together but they go together like I love I just love all of that. And they all had it. They, they, they all they had their have, funky styles and they have a sense of identity. Yeah. They're all they nobody had the same kind of outfit on. No. Nobody had the same kind of hairdo. It was great. I mean I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I got my old lady coat today, by the way. Your old lady coat? It comes past my butt. Okay. So that's what I consider old lady coat. Okay. I'm, I am thrilled. All my right. My buns will be warm this winter. I was going to say, is your, is your booty warm? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do you normally not have a warm booty? Well, no. No. My butt is always cold. Really? Yeah, because my coat's... Stop at like oh, my yeah. waist. That's the patriarchy talking. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like all co- constantly pulling down. And I'm like, no. Like uh, Lily Tomlin and um, uh, Jane Fonda are in a Netflix show. Yes. Great. Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Frankie and, Frankie and, Grace. Frankie and Grace. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I love it. Uh, but how Lily Tomlin dresses in that show is, is, is my goal. Is Christiana goals. Yes. Okay. Yes. But, like, that's how I want to dress. Everything's flowing. Everything's weird and big pieces and weird Um, colors. and Yeah. All right. Very, like, bohemian, artsy-fartsy. Like, that's my goal in life. All right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm rocking the 1970s waistline on my jeans now. Yeah, you are. Anyway. So this was a good doc. It was. And if you were... In a better, uh, a more positive mindset, yeah. I feel like you would have been full of boob energy and your fist would have been way up in the air this whole time. So maybe when um, we get out of the fall season and we're starting to feel like fresh and renewed and things are growing and coming alive, you watch it again and maybe you'll be like, yeah, yeah. I'm ant now. Let's see how the midterms go. <laughs> even I don't even wanna. I don't wanna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You all should definitely watch this documentary though. Yeah, I said uh, it nothing, to people. If nothing else, just for its its beautiful nature. Yeah. And its its look at history. Yeah. It's got great historical value. Yeah. Um oh real quick, I don't think we'll do this doc. Uh I got a doc recommended to me. Um uh it's called Time, the Khalif Browder story. I've seen that floating around. He's the one that was 
uh, it took years to get to his trial. Yeah. Um, so he was, I'll just say it. He, uh, was arrested and put, uh, in Rikers Island prison at the tender age of 16 years old, where he spent three years without having a court date, a trial. Um, so he was innocent, um, but still locked up. And he yeah. was still locked up in the toughest prison in the country yeah. as a minor. Um, and the things that he uh, went through is unreal. Um, and this doc is a six-episode um, docu-series. And um, I will say, if you don't know anything about his story... Um, don't look anything up ahead of time, and you will have a Dear Zachary moment. I know what happens. So I'm um, not going to tell you. It, don't look it up. I was, uh, I cried a yeah. lot. Um, I was angry a lot um, because this is something that, with us talking about all these different documentaries and seeing more and more people being in prison that don't fucking belong there. And it is so disgusting to me. That they're only there for someone else to make money off of. Yeah, and it just makes you spiral because then it is like, okay, look, we can't even put the actual bad people in jail. Um, We're putting good people away. Um, Our our women's rights are violated on a second-by-second basis. Global warming. Like, it just starts spiraling. It's like, where do you start? And that's when that hopelessness does set in. Uh But... Welcome to my future. We state. just have to keep championing and keep rallying and keep I know. saying the things that are wrong and and hope for things to start getting better um, and getting the right people in positions to make those things better and holding people accountable. Like I did with the one guy and I felt so good. <laughs> and I still feel bad about it though too. All right, so follow us on the things. You can follow the Bruce um, because he's freaking adorable. I can confirm he is an adorable dog. He went trick-or-treating with us on Halloween, and gosh, he just, he had the neighborhood stopped in its tracks. It was great. I got to think of what kind of costume he's going to wear next year because I got to have to really do him up. Get it now because Halloween discounts are the best discounts. I just don't know what size he's going to be. Like big. He keeps growing. Well, stop feeding him. Wait, that's problematic. Wait, Don't do wait, that. wait. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, he, I can feel his ribs. Yeah. Oh, like, he, he, he eats good. Okay. He's healthy. He, he's healthy, he, He's eating good in the neighborhood. He's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, follow us on the things. Send us your documentary recommendations. Please do. Um, and uh, stand up for women's rights. Stand up for people's rights. Find something positive to believe in and fight for it. Yeah. yeah. Send me something that made you guys happy this week. Yeah, Emily needs some positive need vibrations. Some, and I'm not just saying, like, puppy videos, but I will accept puppy videos. But, like, yeah, send, send us to on Twitter, what's in the queue. Send, send us happy shit, guys. I'm going to hug Emily now. All right. All right. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye.